Salutation Shades, and welcome back to your one-stop shop for all things strange and unusual, talking with shadows. The conversation everyone has, but no one wants to admit to. Here with your host, Vic Waitley. And Marcus D. And we want to give a big shout-out to our newest patron, Cloudine. I think that's how you pronounce that. I think I, I may have said that wrong. Wait, wait, wait what, what is it? Are you sure it's not Cloud9? Cloud9. I don't think that's I don't think that's how you pronounce that. Man, you, you just tell us. How to pronounce it, and we will try this again if it's off. But woo, new patron, new patron. We appreciate your support so much. Thank you guys so much. And with us in the studio today is my new beer cheese recipe and homemade breadsticks. I I really, you were making that out to be like this was like a guest that was coming on. It is joining us in the studio today. We got this really exciting. Well, it's not a person. It's actually a really cool recipe that I did. Pat's on back for me, yeah. Better be, better be. Here, try some, try some. I, I let am. Me, let me know what you think. I'm going to try. You, you, sorry, guys. I can't share with you my exclusive beer cheese recipe and special breadsticks we, and such. We've done a lot of beers. Because, because it's super secret. But to those of you who are a patron, I will post the recipe. We've done but, a lot of beers, but we've never done beer cheese. It is made with Killian's Irish Red, and we're also drinking Killian's Irish Red today. So a perfect pairing. What kind? What kind of? Uh, what kind of bread is this? Put it in your mouth. Oh, this is sourdough. Mm. Isn't it? This is just my uh, pizza dough recipe that I also made some extra of, and then cut into strips. Mm. Very good. Glad you like it. Glad you like it. Very good. Very good. At first, I thought this was some kind of like Parmesan at first was, no, in, the, was in there. No, no. no, but the cheese. It's, I'm the cheese about the and cheese. cheddar and mozzarella. Right. It's made, the cheddar's for the flavor and the mozzarella to help it blend. Mm. But I'm going to go ahead and bust open one of these Killians to drink with it. I gave it three out of five, or three and a half, three and a half Bigfoots. Three and a half Bigfoots. Out of five. Boo. Yeah. This is at least a four and a half Mothman's out of mm. five. Mm. Mm. For four and a half men in black out of five. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay, so let's get into some comments. Mm-hmm. All right. So we didn't check out our last episode. We've started talking about the conspiracy iceberg. <laughs> we started at tier three, and we've been kind of going, and we're going to kind of go down from there. We like three because this is when this is when stuff starts getting weird. So and by, by down, he means up, but the up is down on the iceberg. So yeah. four is going down from yeah. three. Yeah, it's we're going, hard to talk about. We're going, we're going deeper. We're going deeper. Um, and we don't go over every single conspiracy in there. We just sort of pick out ones that we sort of like, and I highly recommend that you check it out. Um, uh, Avis Rex, the Dark Phoenix, said, Love the shout-outs as usual. Hope this month goes well and many rabbit holes explored. Unless someone with a black bag of one of those is about, uh, then, oh sorry. Unless someone with a black bag of one of those, then abort, abort, abort. No, no black bagging. We're not doing any black bagging. I have too much cool stuff going on in my life. I don't know, man. You, if you, I'm, I've been reading ahead a little bit for some of the lower level tiers. I mean, you start getting to some of that stuff, it it starts getting kind of dark and. And there's some down there that I think that might get somebody to come knocking on our door. Also, like, no one talks about any of this stuff. It's so hard to research this stuff because, like, well, there's just, like, almost nothing out there on it. Except us. Except us. <laughs> except us. <laughs> we wrote that down. We did, like, a third of the Tier 3 Conspiracy Expert before. I, I mean, just realized there's that. There's us and there's, like, Windagoon yeah. and, like, but almost no one's going into any detail on right, any of these. Right. And they're very hard to research. Like, you you can search some of these theories and just find a blank space online where these conspiracies should exist. Mm-hmm. All right. Maybe because everyone's getting black bagged. Who talks about it? No, 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 no. F. Ujimana said, you should check out Windagoon. He has an amazing channel, and he's already covered this iceberg. Uh, which Just is, shouted out Windagoon. Which is true. However, if you look at Windagoon, he only he only does a surface explanation of all of them. He doesn't dive deeper into some of them 
like we do, which is why you guys come to our podcast is we, but, kind of, we try to break them down a little bit more. But as a plus, he's a good place to go get oh, started yeah. and get no, like no. a very base level information on no, some no. of these. I 100% admit that whenever that whenever we started doing the iceberg, I watched him to get a sense oh, yeah, of like yeah. of what of what some of these were. And then from there, like we just, I, we just branched off off of that. If you want a good starting place, I would say his pot, his podcast, and his channel is a great place to go. Heck yeah! Um, Clydine ninety two said the Viper one was crazy, which makes it even more likely. Laughing emoji. Can't wait to go further in. Also, I fell for the fake mermaid, mermaid one too. It was pretty good. Yeah. Oh, no, the Viper one really stuck out to me as just being the strangest thing ever. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. No, I, I did too. I thought, and you know, there's another really kind of weird one that I've got that I've got too, which I think I would love to get your guys' thoughts on. I, I think we're well past as, there being any normal left on the iceberg. No, we're <laughs> at this point we've we've gone down to tier four. We're down in the lower level. We've we've lost light. Like it's we can't <laughs> see anymore. We're starting to see weird sea creatures that we're not used to seeing anymore. We may or may not actually discover mermaids at this level because it's still safer than to swim up here. Because maybe well, maybe we will. I mean, at the bottom of it, I'm pretty sure that's where like the Cthulhu Lovecraftian monsters of the deep lurk. That's where they've been hiding. Yeah, that's that's where Ralia is. Is that is at the very bottom of the conspiracy iceberg? Next one, Candle Road Chip, Ralia. Yeah, we're going. Or relay, to, however you want to say it. Just, just gotta, just gotta get. We'll, we'll board passage among on uh, James Cameron submersible. <laughs> the James, James Cameron, the greatest pioneer. Okay, okay. What we got next? What we got next. All right. Um, what we're gonna do next is we're gonna get into our podcast episode. That's what ooh, we're gonna be doing ooh, next. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So I'm popping up as Killians as we as we dive into tier four. You're just taking like your second sip. I'm already like <laughs> two thirds of the way through my first one. I am relishing this Killian's. I like Killian's. This is a pretty good beer. I like Killian's. Killian's was my favorite or my mom's favorite beer. I got very into it when I first started drinking. I hadn't had one in a while. Yeah. So, all right. So we're at tier four called adept of secrets and tier four is described as occult learnings and mysteries of lower tier that apparently seem to be innocent to be innocent start to become more sinister. You begin you begin to see patterns everywhere, realizing you only dipped your toes in the conspiracy world. Very few people believe or have heard of stuff on this level. You know, I, I like how they said that it starts to be that it starts to be innocent and then you realize it gets sinister. When in tier three we had the government invented gaydar. <laughs> like how terrible that's that some of the stuff on tier three was. They're gonna be like this is when it starts getting sinister. This is when it starts getting bad. Like, wait, 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 wait. When you're talking about sinister, you bring up, like, specifically Gadar, but, like, organ markets were also on that tier. Or that there's this weird stuff in the media to make everybody, like, LGBTQ, like, all this yeah. terrible stuff. That, or there's government programs for that. That's the sinister stuff that's in tier three. We're at Alex Jones' level. <laughs> Of stuff in tier three, but now where's when we're gonna panel? We're gonna start getting dark. No, 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 no. no. Okay, okay. I got one I want to start yeah. off with. Uh, most of you guys probably do not know this, but one of the reasons this is coming out late is because last weekend I was at Comic Con Indianapolis, and Comic Con Indianapolis was stupid, stupid fun. I cosplayed, I hung out, I went through the vendors booth. It was a freaking blast because I'm a huge nerd. I was gonna say I was mad. But then you came back and brought me this wonderful big St. Big Lebowski beer cozy, which is phenomenal. And I know the people in my Big Lebowski dudism group are going to love this. Oh, you know, I saw that. I'm like, I have to bring that back for you. But one of the conspiracies on there was about Comic-Con. The, let me make sure I say it correctly, yeah. Comic-Con child recruitment. That was one that totally caught me off guard. Was that that these Comic Cons that there is this phenomenon where kids would go missing when they go to Comic Con and cons know about it and they're covering it up? Yeah, basically the subtext of the idea is that Comic Con is involved with some sort of greater organization that's basically stealing children for some reason, for shape or form or whatever. And it kind of ties in with a lot of things on other levels where it's talking about people getting abducted and being used for different things. Like, I believe this ties in with, like, organ harvest and several other things on this conspiracy, which flows into, like, kind of the greater Illuminati theme of some of this. Well, yeah. Well, I, I think I think that there's um, I think that there's this notion that whenever you have large events, that they're supposed to be these cesspools of human trafficking, like the like the uh, the Super Bowl or the world. Like Super Bowl is a, is a is a commonly known one. 
than any city that's about to host the Super Bowl. The uh, the police in there get like extra training to recognize human trafficking. It's supposed to be like the worldwide like hub of, of sex trafficking at that time. Which actually, I think they've debunked. I, I think they've actually debunked that stats. Don't hold me to that, but I'm almost 100% positive that they've actually debunked that. It would not surprise me if it is in part true that there is a uptick in it and that there are people who would use this for targeting I haven't seen any reason to believe that it's this massive organized conspiracy, but I'm willing for someone to try to sell me on it. I don't think that it's a conspiracy. I think that it I think that it's a it's a large gathering often of people under the age of 18 into one particular place, a lot of times going without parental supervision or people come from out of town and that's okay, and that's okay and you're hanging around strangers. So, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if on some level it does occur because exactly the, the soup you just mixed together, you have young people, sometimes they're alone, especially if they're in that teen age. If someone was going to organize, like, snatching people up, that would be the opportunity to do it. Mm-hmm. But you kind of I, I, you kind of lose me if it goes to, and it's part of this huge organization. Maybe, perhaps, I can't prove that it's not... Um, and it also kind of loses me on that Comic-Con is somehow culpable. I assume that they're talking about, like, California Comic-Con here, but it's not made explicitly very clear. And I've never been to California Comic-Con, but I have been to Indianapolis Comic-Con, like I just said. And I had already been aware of this. I was keeping an eye out for it. And do you know it's, like, blaring on the speakers, like, every, like, five minutes? Uh, oh, I know this one. Uh, use good hygiene. <laughs> no, actually, you, I don't remember you, them mentioning you, that at all. You, you, I bet there were signs. Use, you, I know that there are because I've been to cons too. There's always signs. Use deodorant, shower regularly, and stuff like that. Great advice. I'm, it is great advice. But yeah, but what was what was born on the speaker? Yeah, about every five minutes you'd hear, uh oh, it looks like someone's lost a child. This child is right. here. Or uh oh, it looks like someone's lost their parents. Please come to this location. No, like if you've ever actually have been to a con, like they go above and beyond. I would say for like creating safe spaces. Like if you've ever been there, they literally have, there's flat, like, like I like to go to like evil con here too. Like if you've ever been to the one here, there's literally every 10 feet when you go to them, like stuff about cosplay is not consent. Pretty much most cons now are wearing masks. Like, I mean, there's still levels of protecting people like that. There's people, there's witnesses that are everywhere and things like that. There's a lot that goes into security. I would say to keep the, to keep the venue safe. One of the other things that I would kind of give them some pushback on is, well, pretty much the whole idea of it is easy to kind of get separated off in a crowd, and there is a ability to hide in a crowd. But also, if someone's trying to snatch you, it's very hard to do in a public way. I'm assuming they're implying that there is, um, like, say that you invite them back to the hotel room and then do a setup, or use something along the lines of scopolamine, uh, which is... Pretty much a super scary mind control drug. This stuff is real. It's out there. I don't know how much scopolamine is literally just floating around at anime convent, like anime or comic con conventions. I'm just saying this is a tool that one could use, and it has been used previously for kidnapping people, and it has been used to do things like once you get sprayed with scopolamine, you basically do what you're told without much ability to resist. Like there's plenty of cases where someone sprays you with scopolamine, takes you to your bank. And you, and you just ask, hey, where's your bank? They tell you, you drive them there. It's like, go in there, withdraw everything, bring it back to me. And people do it. And then they, the scopolamine wears off like four hours later. And you're like, why did I just do that? There's even cases of people where they're like, oh, they hit you with the scopolamine. They ask you to take you back to your home. And you help them load everything you own onto a truck. Like you are sitting there helping them. And they take pictures of this. So when they say that you were doing it against your will, they can show that. You know, you were the one helping him. Big so worried about scopolamine that he that whenever he went to Indiana Comic Con, he's wearing a res, a, like one of those respirator masks around everywhere he goes, being like, "Not today, Satan! Like you're not gonna get me. I'm not gonna get scopolamine. My bank account's secure." Well, it was, was kind of weird. I learned about scopolamine about the same time that COVID started, and people were like, "Wear your mask." I'm like, "Heck yeah." I mean, sure, to protect me from COVID, but more to protect me from someone coming up and spraying white powder in my face <laughs> that makes me give them all my nice things. Like, I don't, like someone blew stuff all over me. I don't know whether or not it was COVID. I don't know if it was scopolamine. They could thought I was a loser person. They were trying to get me to sh- <laughs> see if I'd shapeshift from it. I don't know. I'm not falling for any of it. 
Like Vic's got like a horde of like N95 masks stashed away. He's the cause it, it, for inflation. It, it's just a like it's like Magneto's force field, but with those masks in a perfect dome around me at all times. God. But so, like, although there could be something to this human tra- trafficking, I know can get fairly elaborate, and there's a lot of other things on this list that tie in with it. But what I can say when viewing it with my own eyes in my limited experience at Indianapolis Comic-Con, it did seem like that they were doing everything they could to reunite people who have gotten separated from each other. It didn't seem like to me that they were being complicit in anything, unless I'm just hearing the surface stuff and it's all shadow and pantomime. Right. But I kind of doubt it. So one of the one of the ones that, uh, that I really wanted to bring up, which I thought was interesting, because every, every now and then when you talk about a conspiracy, you eventually learn that sometimes they're true. You know, that eventually sometimes a conspiracy will come out to be true. The, everybody will say you're wearing a tinfoil hat, then somehow it came to be true. Uh, if you ever hear me, uh, 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 the Green Briars, one that I, that I brought up a lot about the, the, the tunnels and stuff under the White House that people talked about in the 80s. You can take tours of them now and things like that. That's my, my, that's my go-to one. The next one that I thought that was really interesting, and you find this on Tier 4, was Tor. Like the oh yeah, yeah. Like the thing Tor about, owned by yeah, the government. Yeah, Tor. That Tor is owned by the government, and that if you don't know what Tor is, that's the software that lets you access the dark web. And you know, the dark web is where like is like the huge giant space under the internet where people go to to buy things like drugs, people. There's red, red rooms. rooms. If you don't know what those are, I'm not going to get into that right now. Um, stuff like that. Ter- like buying horrible things on there. And that the conspiracy at the time was that Tor was owned by the government and the government and the State Department was watching people and they were using people and they were watching where people were going. And what happened shortly after 2013? That became confirmed to be true. That the government was- it, it is it is excellent to hear people say there's nothing to any of these conspiracy theories. Yeah. You're just being a conspiracy theorist. And then you kind of prove one right. It makes you feel a little better and it gives you some fodder against that. No, but but so this is one. This is one of those things where, if you really break down what that means, that means that the government or other state departments that use Tor that that follow, that that spy on people while they use Tor know people and 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 can spy on where they're going on the dark web, know what they're purchasing, know what they're viewing, and oftentimes don't intervene. This was you know this was shortly you know like if you go back to like the Edward Snowden thing where like the it was like the uh, the uh, the stuff with the, uh, um, the the you know the government was spying on emails and all stuff like that and that you know became true and they realized that they were about like monitoring our text messages and our emails meaning that the government knows all of this stuff but then doesn't respond to it. Let me ask you something. Do you think it is they have tour for their own reasons and that they're not focused on the other things that happen? Or they're complicit in it by allowing it to happen, or they're facilitating it. I think that I think that it's probably something more along the lines of, like, if you've ever seen the movie The Imitation Game, which talks about I have not. No, no. Well, I I know that you have. I was going to explain it. Which is it's the Benedict it's the Benedict Cumberbatch movie in which it talks about the time in which the Allies broke the Nazi code. The German, the German code machine early in the war, but then, which means that they could actually dictate, like they knew all of the the stuff that was going over the radio waves that they were using, but they had to let bad things happen. Otherwise people would, the Nazis would learn that they knew this. Yep. So that's what this is sort of like. And this is one of those instances in which it's sort of like, they may be complicit to let certain things happen, maybe to catch other things. Now, what those things are, I mean, that's up for debate. So, do you you don't think that they're involved in any of the shadiness, though? You think oh, it's I just want, oh, I one hundred percent believe that they could be involved in the shadiness. We know tons of stuff. We know tons of stuff from like the nineteen seventies and the stuff that they've done with with like stuff like MK Ultra. They've done others like you know the that other stuff that the CIA has has done in the past to try to figure out either, hey, how to mind control or figure out what they can get people to do. Like, that is something that intelligence agencies in any government since the beginning of these things have been trying to figure out is how to get people to do certain things, what are people willing to do, and I think that's some of what we're seeing right here. Okay, I want to bring this conversation to where I think it has to naturally head to. 
Red Rooms, one of the most mm. like major topics online. Uh, just pause the video and look it up if you're not familiar with them. I really don't want to explain it because YouTube Earmuffs. is going to lose <laughs> it if I go into detail on what these are. But that's like considered to be like one of the top tier shady things going on on there. That and along with snuff stuff. What do you think their involvement in that? Do you think it goes anywhere beyond just allowing it to happen? Or do you think this is part of some sort of experiment that they're doing? Or maybe the oh, reptilian man. elite like watching them so they make sure they keep going. I, it can be any sort of opinion you want. Okay. I wanted to get your take on it. Okay. Um, I, th- <laughs> I, I think if you look at a lot of the experience experiments from the governments from the 19 from the 1970s with the CIA like I said that they have been very interested in trying to figure out how to manipulate people into doing certain things what are people interested in how do we get them to do particular things so I I and and, and a lot of those things are often some of the most darkest things that you could possibly imagine that they want that they want to know this is just something that just the CIA just seems to just be just obsessed with and that's just what we know about. That's not even stuff that they may even just cover up that they've been trying to do. Well, there may be even a deeper part of that iceberg. Who knows? Like, probably. And as a reminder to our audience, with things like MK Ultra, most of the files were destroyed. We really yeah. don't know yeah, what we, most of the yeah. stuff that was going on with MK Ultra was. We just have a few files yeah. that were missed. Keep in mind, do you really think that the government's ever really going to disclose some of the most terrible things that they've been involved with? So anything that you ever, like, get your hands on that we 100% know that they were complicit in, you know, you got to take that a couple steps lower to believe this is the kind of stuff that they would be hiding. So I do, th- I do think that I do think I don't think that it would be too far for state departments to want to know how what what makes people tick. What what are what what are some of the darkest desires of people to get them to do certain things? Do you know what I think is one possibility here? They're building. They're allowing people to do as they will on here. So they can have leverage against them. That oh way, yeah, I can believe if, that. I can believe yeah. that too. I one hundred percent believe that too. That way, if they need to lean on this person to do something for them, they can go, "Hey, we have evidence of you going to this red room and dropping X amount of money to see this specific thing done." Mm-hmm. Now you're going to play ball with us, and I and I think that there's and I think that there's evidence of that when you look at how modern warfare has been transitioning. Like if you look at like the numbers of the numbers of deaths and like for like military people in like in war has just gone down just dramatically as tech as t- even as as technology advances and we get easier like easier ways to kill people it seems to be more that there is this shift to this sort of digital type war that's going on and I think that the kind of people that can navigate the dark web to like to that extent are the kind of people that the, that intelligence agencies and state departments are trying to recruit and we know for a fact that they actually are trying to, they have recruited people like this in the past. In many ways, it's kind of like a big honey pot, except for they don't have to fill the pot with the honey. They're letting them fill the fill the pot with the honey, let other people draw it in, and they can just collect the data. I know it's more difficult on tour, but if they're setting it up, I mean, there's also a good chance they have their own back ways of doing things. I'm not oh, the yeah. most techno like literate person in the world. But my thought is, if you built it, you probably know all the shortcuts to find all the hidden data. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is—I think this is definitely one of those conspiracies where you really start to see some of the darker aspects of humanity, and where we're—you know—we're not—we don't necessarily shine a positive light on people. You know, one other possibility here, though, is that they're trying to control Bitcoin. That they created oh. Bitcoin to use as <laughs> yeah. a weapon. Yeah, uh, as a way of like uh, fluctuating markets and stuff like on their own. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I could app. I one hundred percent believe that too. Because again, you 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 can't. It, it is much easier to control. I would say digital currency than physical objects, which is what's which is what it's backed by. So I would I would one hundred percent believe that state departments would be trying to get their hands on being able to control digital markets. It's just easier. I mean, what are you going to try to do? Like, if you're trying to, like, shift the how much money somebody has with gold, you literally have to move all of it versus just digital currency. Okay, you ready for another one? Mm-hmm. Okay. This is one that uh, I kind of went a little back and forth on if I wanted to talk about, but I ended up concluding, yes, I want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. 
FCP based <laughs> in real life. So and don't don't kill me right away, guys. I'm going somewhere. So this is yeah. So this is that's funny. Yeah. Sounds like you're gonna say something. Oh no, no. Initially, this conspiracy is that SCPs are real and that this is some there's some sort of way of like right telling people that they're real or warning people or just getting out. Well, I found two different takes on it. One is that the SCP. Uh, I mean, for those of you who don't know. SCP is a writing project where they talk about all these um, paranormal entities in this highly technical way and how they keep it contained and such. Uh, one version, one view on this is that they are all real in this. This is disgruntled employees leaking it, and I'm going to say, yeah, probably not. If they can control all this sort of crazy stuff, they can probably crack down on you leaking it online. But... The other version of it, I think, is very, very, very interesting because it happened to me in a similar way. The idea is that some of the things that are in the SCP are real and that groups that are trying to keep them hidden are giving out the information. So if anything ever leaks, everyone goes, no, that's just that creepy pasta over there. You're being confused. And basically silencing it by having too much already existing noise. So if I say... There's this crazy indestructible reptile. You'll go, oh, no, you're just talking about this SCP thing. It's written, like, in a very realistic way. I see how you got confused. I think it's SCP-682. I could be wrong, but I think, it might I think, be. I think that's the number. But no, So I, I absolutely love this one because it reminded me of the time when I first stumbled upon the SCP universe. Because it, I stumbled upon it, and then I immediately text Vic, and I'm like, Vic, like I just I, I text him and I go, oh man, I just discovered this thing called the SCP universe. This is super cool. And he immediately calls me. He immediately calls me. And, I love this. And wants to. It wants to be. And it really, honestly, felt like you were trying to get ahead of. Oh, I got to make sure that Marcus knows that this isn't real. Like a little bit. <laughs> like, a little bit. Like, a you, little bit. I, I swear, I have never sent a text, and you call me so fast. <laughs> well, I did. I did want to make sure you understood that it is a fictional writing project, but also I wanted to share oh, yeah. how much I love the SCP universe with you. It's yeah. a very fascinating writing project. He's like, he got duped by that mermaid documentary. I gotta stop now before he thinks there's really something called the Scarlet King that's trying to get into our universe and kill us all. <laughs> but something like this did happen to me with the uh, Russian sleep experiments. Oh yeah, oh yeah. People have told me about the Russian sleep experiments, and I've always it's said, "Oh yeah, it's a great creepy pasta." And they're like, "No, it's real." I'm like, "No, it's just this really well written creepy." It turns out it was it's real. Turns out it's real. They got me. They got me, folks. It happened, and. They could be doing something similar with this. I are most SCPs real? I would say I would be extremely doubtful of that. I, I think most of them are just incredible fiction. But if you hit among this large wealth of incredible fiction, a handful of things you do actually have. If anything ever gets leaked, everyone's going to laugh at you. I, I could totally see an agency utilizing this and even start at least starting the funding on the SCP writing project. And then just helping it spiral out of control to where it, anything that actually comes leaked out is just going to be buried under this noise. Well, I think that we've talked about that a lot on this podcast where, you know, I've, you know, I've often said that, you know, with the age of information following that comes the age of disinformation, you know, in which there's, uh, there's so much information out there that literally you can type in any perspective and you can find it. So like, and, and, you know, and it's easy to just call something fake or it's just easy to call something real. And, and, and it's so hard to pin it, to pin it down that it leaves this sort of questionable air, which is good if you're trying to cover up paranormal entities that are out there and you're like, oh no, this is just SCP stuff. And one of the cool things is the way SCPs are written, it's written in a very technical language, a very scientific language. Mm -hmm. So even if like full on scientific documents got leaked, it would still look like it's just from the SCP writing project. Right, because there's legit stuff. Yeah. There's holes and there's redacted stuff, like, already even within it. Yeah, you have to, to get something published on that writing project, it has to be written very form, formulaic. It has to be written very specifically. You have to use, like, very precise language. It has to seem like it came from a laboratory. Like, that's pretty much a requirement of it. So... Yeah, if you hid like if you had like five or six scary things that you didn't want the world to know about, starting this project and hiding them among them would be a perfect way of doing it. It's just it's that whole idea of hiding it in plain sight, and then the noise is just going to drown it out. Mm -hmm. 
So I actually think that this is pretty legit. <laughs> I, I think I think there's some serious legit here. Like this is a really good idea. This is a great plan. Yeah, it is. It's sort of like it's like hiding the paranormal in plain sight, sort sort of type thing. Yeah, I I 100 I 100 agree with you there. I, I'm on board. I'm riding with you. SCP is <laughs> real. Every one of them. Every one of them's 100 percent real. No, JK. Just maybe maybe a few might be. Maybe a few. Uh, another conspiracy that, that jumped out at me only because I had like an actual, I had an actual experience with one of these was the Falun Gong conspiracy. And this particular conspiracy. So Falun Gong is a sort of like philosophy, religious movement that's in China. And it's very, it's very holistic meditation, yoga, diet, you know, being one with the, with the universe type deal. And this this movement in China in China is at odds with the Chinese government, and there's this there's this belief that the Chinese government is is actively trying to suppress this particular religion. There's actively rounding them up. There's there's accusations of organ harvesting, like we talked about in the last episode. Um, this particular religion even I found at the Epoch Times, which I know that some people are pretty familiar with. Um, which is used to badmouth the Chinese government. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the the only reason that I that I knew about this and that this jumped out at me was because like so I, I've I've transitioned jobs. You know, I don't work at the psych hospital anymore. But one of the things that I that I do now is I work for a nonprofit. So I was at a at a health fair at Ivy Tech here in town, and I'm sitting there at my booth, and I've got all my stuff out, and there's this lady that's across from me. And she has the stuff set out and she's got like some brochures and these weird like purple like pendant charm things that are sitting out and she's just giving them away. And this is one of the most overly friendly people that, you, you know what I'm talking about? They're yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's like there's the, we, 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 we made eye contact, we gave the head nod, but then she just starts talking to me, trying to learn more about me. And I'm like, I don't know who this lady is. This is kind of weird. <laughs> Stranger danger. Yeah. She's just being kind of forward. And then I realize she walks over and hands me. One of these brochures, like she physically gives me one of these brochures, and it's about a Falun Gong and literally this entire conspiracy that she's talking about, like where they're being har harvested, and she's a practitioner of this that lives here in that lives here and literally does classes about it here. Okay, I did consider doing the Falun Gong thing, but I ended up passing it for other topics. Do you know anything about the religion? Do you know anything like what sort of religion it is or well, anything along those lines? Like I, I dived a little bit into it and it's it's very just I mean it's just very whole it's one of those just holistic things of just of 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 eating right, being a one with nature. It's 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 it's, okay, it's, it's probably holistic. Daoism. One it's is probably yeah, yeah, spin it's, off it's, of Daoism. You know, it's it's looking inner to yourself and your environment rather than seeing your value value that's that's you know given to you by like outside sources by like the state or something, I guess. And that I was in school as hell. Hundred yeah. percent support already. You know, yeah. Do so no wrong. And I, I asked her. I asked her, and and I asked her why why she thought that the Chinese government was with. And the weird thing was, was she didn't really give me a straight answer. She said, "Why do they do anything?" And I'm like, "That's weird." I know, right? Like, if you're a persecuted group of, like, if you're ever part of a persecuted group of people, and someone says, "Why do you think that they're doing this?" and you give a very short one sentence answer. Like it was really weird, like how like how much she was being guarded about that particular statement. Wait, wait. Actually, I'm gonna double back a little bit. I don't think it is weird. I think it's normal, because one of the things that's a tenet, and if we are correct that this is a subsect of Taoism or evolved from Taoism, one of the aspects of it is you don't get yourself bogged down on like political details to an extreme degree because that's going to hinder you, since that's not something you have personal control over. You don't allow that to consume your life, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna double back on that and say, actually, no. I think that this is spiritually consistent to what I mean, they're saying. But you're turning the computer. Yeah. What? What are you turning? It probably to doesn't help me? that one of their symbols is the swastika. Oh, then they're probably Janus. Yeah. Um, the swastika like, no, is I, actually yeah, really I know, common in yeah, Eastern religions, yeah, and then like the Nazis I took knew, it. I knew that. It's probably not helping the situation any <laughs> with that particular thing. Uh, Janes. Okay. If you're listening and you're Jane, you're cool. But man, your belief system is hard for me to swallow. Sometimes I think you guys are really hardcore people. Like, there's even an, a form of Jainism where you respect other life so much that, like, you don't wash your clothes because it's killing bacteria, and you have to um, like broom the area where you're walking to make sure you don't step on bugs. 
Which, guys, that's cool if you're into it, but, man, that is too hardcore of a life for me. I'm sorry I'm not as cool as you so are. I, I think, so, okay, so I think that one of the, I think that if I had to make a, if I had to make a guess, because it was founded in the 90s, and its actual headquarters is in New York. They actually have, like, a compound where it is. And one of the things that happened with the Falun Gong, because it just, it just, I just had a memory thing where I remember now, was that many members of, of the Chinese government were actually followers of this particular path. And then I think what ended up happening was that the, was that the Chinese government, communist government, saw this as a possible threat that you have a group of people that's something that's founded in the West now influencing people within the State Department. And that could Good. be like... Did, um, was this be... Was it in New York before the cra- the Chinese government cracked down on them? Because I know they cracked down really hard on them, and I could see them relocate. Well, initially they were supportive. Initially, the, initially they were supported by the government at first, and then they started cracking down later. And I think part of that was because some of the higher ups started following its path. I think rather than probably, I would say, what the State Department of China wants its leaders to be following. That's okay, my, so my, it, it started to make its way guess, yes. into the like leadership. the actual leadership, yeah. and then people are like, "No, we got to get rid of this," because they came down well, pretty hard on them. Well, I mean, you, you've seen this as a lot. I would say for like some state departments. I mean, if you see if you compare it to say Catholicism, because there's a lot of people that dislike Catholicism because they say if you follow it, that you know your allegiance goes to the Pope and the Vatican rather than your allegiance to your nation. Like, Ooh, Catholics are fine. No, I know, but I mean, it's that concept where if your if your religious movement is founded outside of the country of the nation, then it's common that the state will then question your loyalty and use it as a loyalty test. So I think that might be some of it. If I've had to, if I had to make a, if I make a guess. So, I mean, I just, we've seen that with other types of things. So, I mean, I, this is where this hate's coming from. I, I've heard that they're like that, that, being a member of Falun Gong is one of the things that can get you sent to like some of the Chinese concentration camps. Not like it's that hard to get sent there. Right, they right. are kind of crazy about this stuff. Mm-hmm. God, China is tyrannical. I just wanted to, I just wanted to throw that out there because I literally ran into one of their followers like last week. So I thought it was I thought it was rather interesting. I want to bring that up. Well, synchronicity is like crazy with like the Comic Con. I know, you know, you know. Yeah. This is kind of this is kind of weird. You know how the universe is uh, directing this. This is kind of weird. This is a conspiracy. Okay, I have one. This is kind of a small one I wanted to kind of touch base on because we're, we're, we're kind of getting towards the end. I don't want to do one of my longer ones. Presentism. Oh, he's, he's about to spit beer everywhere. Sorry. He's about to spit beer everywhere. Things, Sorry, go ahead. Because I can see this getting contentious. <coughs> the idea that's being put forth as far as presentism is um, an aspect of conspiracy is that presentism is being propagated so we don't overly critique the secret agendas of the New World Order and such. I am a proponent of present- or presentism, at least in my own life. And it's one of those things that I, I kind of get a feeling that Marcus does not really care much for about me. He's always trying to get me to be more uh, involved in politics and being more into debate and stuff like that. And those are usually things I kind of shy away from because I do, to a degree, like to um, keep myself very present. And I figured we could get into an interesting discussion on this. Can I just do it? Are we just arguing about why president? I think presentism is not good. I, I know it's a hot button for you. So yeah, it's because your enemies don't think that way. <clears throat> like the vast majority of people, like if you really think, like if you really look at like most CEOs, like a guy like Elon Musk or somebody like a like a like a Donald Trump, Bill Clinton, like like leader, like Vladimir Putin kind of people. These are people that literally think 10, 15, 20, 30 years down the road type people. And these are the kind of people that literally will make decisions that will guide the lives of the average person. And I, and so I'm always concerned when the average person doesn't think that way, because I think it makes it harder for the average person to see kind of like where the dominoes might go, you know, when they start falling. True. But and, and keep in mind, I'm not a proponent of presentism all the time. I think it's a nice switch that we need to f- toggle on sometimes to make sure we don't go flipping nuts. I mean, I mean, I could throw, I could like, throw. Like, the yeah, I got, I got. Yeah, go like, for example, yes, if we never critiqued what's going on on the greater stage, that would be bad. 
But at the same time, if you get too caught up in it, you're going to go crazy. You'll drive yourself nuts without a skill set that allows you to step away from it and focus on what's going on around you instead of what's going on in the greater stage. Like, I I know someone who tends to get very worked up on their social media sometimes. They they get a little dramatic, a little little twisted up by social media. Do you you know who I might be talking about? Well, I think social media is an example in which people could be using, sorry, if the conspiracy was true, in which you know you have this sort of Illuminati elite using social media as a re- as a way to keep people in the here and now. Um, rather no, social media is like the opposite of presentism. You're getting concerned about things that are very far away from you. Uh, well, I think the vast majority of people that use social media are often very concerned about you know likes and follows and shares about what they're currently doing. Yeah, but so that's it, still like presentism. That, that's one of the reasons. Like, I'm not on social media. I'm like just on Discord, and that's it. I'm, what I'm saying is, I think that it could be used by people that are trying to that if you were even if you were just thinking about it from a purely conspiratorial perspective, that I think it could be a tool used for that. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying that it is. What I'm saying is, I think it could be if they were trying to. But one of the things I would say is, without the ability to unplug from it all. Those people who could be skilled investigators uncovering things like Illuminati, government plots, right. and things like that are going to lose their mind before they get there. Because yeah. if you stay consumed by all this stuff for too long without solid skills to detach and center yourself in what's going on around you, you're going to fall so far down the rabbit hole that you're going to lose. It's like Alex Jones. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Alex Jones will say things that are actually very poignant. But he also says a lot of crazy as hell stuff because I don't think dude knows how to center himself. Well, I mean, the, the problem with, okay, so this is why, like, why I didn't want to bring up, like, the grand unified conspiracy theory where it's, like, all connected. I almost did. But because the problem, again, with that, where, like, everything's connected. When you think of a conspiracy web, it's like, tr- it's like you're trying to put a puzzle together. But the problem is, is that the average person really is never going to have all of the pieces or really see even the shapes of all of the pieces. So you're never really putting it all together. So it's hard for you to be able to see what you're really looking at. And it's so easy to be consumed. And at a certain point, you just start guessing, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like the example that you give. Conspiracy theory, theories teach you, you can't trust anyone around you. Yeah, that's what will start happening. And the thing is, presentism is a way to combat that in your own mind. It allows you to calm down and examine the world around you, realize you're not immediately at threat, and allow you to find a, cin- a center point. That way you can continue the greater fight later. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just think it's a good to a good tool to when you need to calm yourself down, so you can come back to the fight again strong. Mm. It's like saying a, a warrior should never sleep because a warrior should be out there warrioring, <laughs> warrior twenty four seven, nonstop all the time. No warrior needs to sleep sometimes and yeah. eat sometimes. Who's a better warrior? The warrior that's been up fighting for the last two months or the warrior who, you know, they just got eight hours of sleep and they're fresh and their swords nice and sharp. Who's society going to remember longer? Yeah, there you go. They're going to remember the one that doesn't die from sleep, sleep exhaustion. Yeah, no, they're going to remember the, they're going to remember the one that was out there for two months to tell the stories of those epic stories of the person that was out there. I mean, perhaps if they're doing good stuff, I think the sleep, okay, let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. I do not want sleep deprived warriors in the street fighting, suffering from hallucinations because they've been up too long. They'll be remembered for being nuts. Oh, no. Yeah, they will be remembered, but there's also a lot of reverence. Look up any, like, top ten, like, greatest last stand warrior type type deals, and you'll see tons of stuff where people were like, they were up for three days fighting off, you know, outnumbered 150 to one, probably snorting cocaine, <laughs> some sort of illegal substance or what. Favored by the gods themselves. I mean, deal. sure, I will give you that the heroic last stand is the exception to this because right. the thing is, when you're in a heroic last stand, you don't have the option to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying if you have the option to rest before the fight, take the rest. Take the rest because you're going to fight stronger when it's time to fight. The problem is, is that most conspiracy theorists that really that really want to, like, they see themselves as that kind of a guy, like, there's this person that's just going to be standing there on the road just fighting back this terrible tide. But in reality, like, they, they could be wrong, and they may just be the person that everybody just goes, yeah, they got they got a tinfoil hat, and they, you know, get like Alex Jones, or they're just swept off the board. Well, and, and there's that other side of it where when it comes to fighting the conspiracy, fighting the Illuminati, whatever it may be, you don't have a direct foe to fight. You're more 
playing this espionage game, trying to uncover these tiny clues and tie them together. Getting some sleep would probably help. Well, right. Well, the problem is that then you end up often fighting your neighbors because the only enemy that you, enemies that you could really see are your neighbors around you that you start your neighbors. Swallow are. before you talk. All right. I know my breadsticks and beer cheese are amazing, man. Yeah. They are so good that yeah. you, you can't help but eat them while you're talking. But, dude, every once in a while, you got to swallow. Use your presentism. Right. You're getting so caught up in, the, in what's going on. That you can't stinder yourself to swallow. Winner. <laughs> winner right here. Sorry. I have won the argument now and forever. Sorry. <clears throat> Engaging in presentism. Swallowing. Thank um, you. <laughs> no. Like I, but yeah, like you said, if you don't, when you never know who the Illuminati are. You never know who they are. They're these imaginary figures. The only people that you end up fighting are often your neighbors. They're people that you think that may often become fall for some of these conspiracies. And I think that's where there's a huge danger in these. So... I think we're going to keep this conversation rolling yeah, into the yeah. patron section. Well, yeah. What was your what were some of your final thoughts on like on like tier four itself? Like oh, what? tier four itself. There's a lot of really fascinating stuff in tier four. Uh, like many of the other tiers of the conspiracy iceberg, and this just gets worse the further you go down. These are subjects very difficult to research. So, guys, when you are out there on your own doing your research, checking into this stuff, which I highly recommend. Keep in mind, you're going to hit wall after wall after wall. All this stuff's hard to find. So just get ready, get your get your investigator hat on, get your night night of sleep first, and get ready to dig hard. I think as you as you head further deep, like we've gotten down to tier four, it's easy to start losing faith in humanity. You know, it's often it's 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 really easy to just see some of the the bad parts of humanity when you start looking at some of these conspiracies. And I think it's important to remember that I still think that there are some really good aspects of humanity that's out there that are just never going to make this list. No positive, no positive conspiracy is ever going to make one of these. No positive thing of a person out there who's trying to make everybody's day better, but not wanting to say anything, you know, that like that, you know, yeah. Like, you know, you're your average guardian angel type, type, type guy. That's that, that's, that's out there. They're not going to make these kinds of lists. People, People are three times more likely to be negative than they are than they're than they're going to be positive. That's just how human brains are are, are woven. So as you're as you're going down these, still remember that there are positive things people are doing out there that nobody ever hears about. People try to keep low, but just remember they're not going to make this list. Dude, I love that message. Yeah, man, coming in sideswiping me with a super deep humanism, man. I'm loving it, loving it. But uh, let us know what you guys thought about tier four. What do you guys think about? What did you guys think about some of the, uh, the some of the conspiracies that we talked about? Were there any conspiracies that you wish that we would have gone to more? Is there any one, one that you want us to give some of our surface thoughts in the beginning of the next episode? Uh, let us know. Definitely, definitely put that down for us. Um, if you guys are listening to this episode and you liked it, don't forget to hit like. <clears throat> if you're listening on YouTube, uh, don't forget to subscribe. Hit that notification bell so you can uh, know whenever we put out new content. Always leave us a review when you can. That's some of the best ways that you guys can always help out the podcast. But until next time, guys, keep believing. Because we'll keep listening. All right, guys, we're going to slide into the Pillow Talk segment of this podcast. If you want to check out the rest of this awesome podcast, all you got to do is go over to our Patreon and sign up. For as little as a dollar a month, you get the rest of this awesome podcast, as well as bonus episodes that we put up exclusively for our patrons. If you sign up for $2 more of a month, you get to vote on our poll for the theme for next month. Which we still need to put up. <laughs> so we forget after this episode goes up that we're going to put up our poll. But anyway, we always want to thank all of our patrons and all the support that you guys wait, give wait. us. Thank Along so with my beer cheese recipe. Yes. With, yes. Vic's Killian beer cheese. If you guys want to get access to Vic's uh, super secret beer cheese recipe, all you got to do is go over and sign up to be a patron. And, uh, and we'll give it to you. All right, we're gonna keep going down into the. We're going down into the into tier four. Talk about some more conspiracies here. Uh, one that I wanted to bring up uh, for this one was well, I don't know. All right, well, all right. Let's go into uh, the, one of the conspiracies that I like. Real Mizium. Oh, Real Mizium yeah. was, was a was a good one that I wanted to get into because we we've kind of talked about similar aspects of this, but this is an interesting one because it's entirely digital, and I loved anything paranormal when in the digital age so real so real museum is a conspiracy that had that was a was something that occurred on on 4chan and so there was this 
a 4chan user named Mizium that came on that claimed that he was an alien from another un- from another planet, that he was here and anybody could ask him questions. And so people were asking questions. Thank <laughs> you.